0: Ladies and gentlemen, by the power of Grace Go for this is a Fred The Alien Productions podcast.
1: We
2: have the power. <laughs> uh,
1: I got the power.
0: <laughs>
1: you got the power.
0: And you've got the power. Key
1: <sighs> music. I don't know what we're yelling at. We saw we kicked its ass. Oh, no, oh Doc. Uh, are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're gonna build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style?
3: Who is this? What's your operating number? Conversation anyway. Please. Loud noises.
0: Hello. Hello. Hi. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Kendall Richardson
1: I'm a Fulia cantar major. And I learnt something that this week I learnt that Stephen King Sounds exactly like Ma- Like Michael Douglas I'm a Michael Lister
0: <laughs> Wow, okay, I need to go research that Because you are now experiencing A podcast called Friends. Yes you yes. are
1: Right through the ear holes to the centre of your brain.
0: Yes, (laughs) right in the middle part where it's fun. Um, Allow us
1: to tickle your your. your, I'm trying to think of a a um, a a brain term. Cerebellum. There we go.
0: There we go. (laughs) Let us tickle. Let us tickle your medulla oblongata. Mm I just like saying that. (laughs) Hello, welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, back for another week of mischief, uh, as we we do aim to misbehave. Yes.
1: <laughs> Guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> back again. Fully as back.
0: Yeah, she is. Hello, Fulia. everybody. Yay.
2: Hope you didn't miss me too much.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, we missed you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes did we well, did how, how did we do did we did, did we, we, well you did yeah? good.
2: you went very long but you did good <laughs> you had a lot to talk about i don't blame you
0: <laughs> it was a big episode <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was <laughs> it was very a very thinky episode. very thinky episode mm. a very thinky episode yes very
0: thinky yes Freaking awesome! Um, well, I'm glad we did we did you justice then in your absence. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but it's been a couple of weeks since we checked in uh, with you. What have you been watching? Anything fun you want to share?
2: I've been watching a few different things actually. I've been uh, I've been um, like I said uh, last week in my notes. I caught up on The Bad Batch. Yeah and I watched. I watched the recent episode as well which oh. I'm really really enjoying yeah you're all caught up <laughs> nice I'm all caught up I'm all caught up um I'm really enjoying it uh, i am really I'm really loving the characters so um, I can't wait to see how this one continues um I have also watched um a couple of movies so um I have uh, decided to watch "Spies in Disguise." Oh yeah, <laughs> which is which is the the Tom Holland Will Smith animated film about a spy who turns into a pigeon.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> Did you like it? I, it was entertaining. <laughs> it was alright. It, it, it wasn't hour the greatest. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> Killed an hour and a half in lockdown, you know. <laughs> um, I like the fact that he was a blue pigeon
0: because it's my favorite color. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good takeaway. That's that's how that when you know you had a good time. If all you can just say is like, I liked the color of the bird. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the,
2: there was a lot. There was a lot of jokes about birds and pigeons and whatnot, and it was actually it was entertaining. Uh, I just, I don't know. I didn't get as much enjoyment out of it as I would generally in an animated movie. Um, but yeah, it was a movie. It was fun. <laughs> I'm sure the kids would have enjoyed it, <laughs> mind you, being that it is a kids' film. There's a lot of violence. Is Um, Because it's a spy film But the spy film That has violence Is trying to advocate for finding Ways to resolve things without violence (laughs) Um, Which was interesting And Mm. that was the whole point That was the whole point of Tom Holland's character Who was creating all these gadgets That weren't violent Oh, okay Yeah, Um, so there were quite a few Different um, gadgets in there That really were very weird and strange, but they were, <laughs> they were effective. <laughs> um, so yeah, spies in disguise. Go check it out if you want. <laughs> um, speaking of animated films, I have finally gotten around to watching a particular Marvel animated film. I have now watched Spider Man into the Va- Spider Verse. Hey! <laughs> Oh, my gosh. That was a long time coming.
0: (laughs) Yes. Did did you take a leap of faith, Fulia, would you say? I
2: I did. Did you say, what's up to danger, Fulia? (laughs) Yeah. I loved it. It's such a good movie. (laughs) It's so good, right? We were not kidding about that. The animation style was so unique and I really enjoyed it. And the fact that they also added in extra alum, like different elements of animation into it as well as per different characters. And I'm just like, Ooh, this is cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I love the whole concept of it being very comic book themed. Um, the fact that it's coming out of comic comic books as it's sort of going through the film, and just the fact that the other spidey people were different animations like you know you had your looney tunes version you had your anime version you had your noir version <laughs> nick
1: cage
2: <laughs> yeah i i really i really enjoyed it um yeah yeah although it's very good, right? king P- king kingpin is very big not very human like very in king terms size of shape very shape in it, in terms of shape
1: <laughs> mr mr block
2: great yeah, blocky. yeah exactly exactly uh, but i really did i really did enjoy it um i'm so glad i've watched it now and uh i cannot wait for the sequel
1: <laughs> yeah the Life. sequel's
2: gonna be really cool
1: my favorite bit is bagel. Yeah, bagel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Such a good gag. Such a good gag. Um, <laughs> I just love. I love. I love. Pretty much everything about the noir Spider-Man and his fascination. <laughs> Trying with to figure out
2: the, the Rubik's, Rubik's cube?
0: cube. Yeah, I, In fact he's then, the fact that he, like, brings it back home to his his universe and, like, shows it off as, like, this sacred object is just, yeah. yeah. I, just, I really liked it.
1: Yeah. Spider-ham. 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 <laughs> <laughs> another, another, oh another little interesting tidbit about um, voices as well. John Mulaney's voice is just a high-pitched um, Patrick Walbur.
3: <laughs> what
1: cause you know Patrick Warburg is down here, but if you put it up I it's, <laughs> it's. <Yeah. laughs>
0: they're, they're the two sides of the, the spectrum, the audio spectrum. Mm. Yeah. Patrick Warburton and, and John Mullaney. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, nice.
1: Stephen King oh sounds gosh. like Michael sounds like Michael Douglas, you know. It's yeah. all about voices this week. I don't know why. All of that
0: voices, absolutely.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh!
2: Speaking about voices, I decided to also watch the extras or the behind the scenes to *Raya and the Last Dragon*, which was really interesting. Um, fun fact: Did you know that the production of *Raya and the Last Dragon* was actually done during lockdown? Everyone had to do it from home.
3: Wow! Oh. <laughs> not
2: not in Disney Studios. <laughs> wow! That's so everybody crazy. had to set up set up like their own little corners and offices so that it would work in terms of you know especially for the voice actors they had to find a space where they could soundproof so they could do the recordings and at the same time do Zoom meetings and oh my goodness like wow. it was insane.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's hectic. Funny enough, they actually did they actually did something similar because when they were doing um, Masters of the Universe cuz it sort of started with them all going to all going to the uh recording studio but then lockdown happened so you got uh, so they had to make their own own things at home so yeah yeah so so it was sort of half and half mm. yeah
2: exactly like some of them had to use their cupboards. Like the kids, the kid voice actors had to use cupboards <laughs> to do their to do their voice recordings. Um, Aquafina was set up with this this tent that was kind of like a soundproofing tent in her in her living room,
1: mm-hmm.
2: supplied by Disney, <laughs> because she didn't have anywhere to do the recordings in, which was really cool. Um, yeah so everybody had to figure it out essentially
0: yeah Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) which was really cool but the one other thing that I really enjoyed about the behind the scenes of this film is their pre-production where they actually go and do their research they did a lot of research about Southeastern cultures, Southeast Asian cultures Yeah, and it's amazing how they put them all together into this one film and turned it and have this whole thing about it being Kumandra, um, which yeah. was the the main... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the main element of the story uh, about everybody being part of Kumandra, mm. um, which was really, really cool. And I just... Yeah. And it's it's amazing to see more representation from different cultures coming through in animations. And, uh, you know, now, now those families can... Talk to their, you know, their kids and be like, "Look, they they look like us and all that sort of thing." So, um, it's really, really awesome um, to see that that that's sort of where they went with yeah. this story. And I, I really, I really enjoyed the movie as a whole, anyway. Um, but the fact that that's sort of where it all derived from was so good. Um, what else? Um, and yeah, and a couple of other things I've watched, which we will also speak about later on <laughs> yes. and now it's over to you michael hi what have you been watching <laughs>
1: nothing <laughs> Spit nothing. <tape. laughs> well most of the stuff that i've seen is what we're going to talk about later but uh yeah i have uh what did my viewing of uh the Bad Batch, and that's that's coming up to a close soon, I'm thinking. Cause
0: yeah, I think the, like another three weeks, I think.
1: Yeah, something like that. So it's sort of wrapping up to something, and ho- hopefully mm. it'll be a good send-off and maybe maybe a couple more seasons in, in it, I reckon. Uh, of course, um, Modoc finished uh, this week. So mm-hmm. I watched, watched all of Modoc and... Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's okay. It it kills time. I like it. And uh, and it, ended, <laughs> and, it ended, and it ended sort of weirdly, like an actual Marvel sort of story. And it's like, oh, I thought mm. uh, no jokes. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So so I'll be an inter- Um, I'm sort of interested in watching the se- second season, uh, just because it's there. And I've got a um, Disney Plus subscription, so use it. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, so I haven't really been watching much uh, because I've been busy um, trying to not be homeless. And, (laughs) And... Hopefully yep. by the end of uh, by the end of uh, this week where here hear I'll I'll have my own house and I won't be I, and I won't be sitting on the floor in in my um mother-in-law's house uh, trying trying to be semi quiet because um, my daughter's sleep in the next room and I can't be too boisterous or anything like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what about you, Kendall? Do do you like to be boisterous and 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 voicing annoyance and and just yelling and screaming and having the sort of inner monologue just screaming, <laughs> just screaming, just absolute screaming? Oh yeah, I watch Bo Burnham's Inside again. Oh, dude, <laughs> why did you do that to yourself right now? <laughs> It's the only way to make me feel.
0: Oh, God. Uh, Fair enough. That's how the world works.
1: If you told me a year ago, I'll be... uh,
0: (laughs) You should watch it,
1: fully. I think you like it. Yeah. The songs are catchy.
0: (laughs) They're very catchy songs. Jeffrey Bezos. Jeffrey Bezos Jeffrey Bezos <laughs> <laughs> Come on Jeff, get him Yeah, it's so good <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fuck their wives, drink their blood Go, but, on, Jeffrey, go get on Jeffrey,
0: get him That's get get
1: <laughs> so good
0: <laughs> I, When I was reading about Jeff, Jeff Bezos going up to Space this week, every time That, fucking, that song got in my head And it wouldn't leave so funny. Oh man. Um anyway. So I have,
1: I have a sort of inkling that he was probably uh uh he made it so he can actually send it to different streaming services and he was probably thinking it will probably go to Amazon, but no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No Netflix
0: it is.
1: No satire ah. allowed. No
0: satire allowed.
1: So, Kendall, do you like satire?
0: Yes, I do. I do. We need satire. Satire makes life worth living. Um, I watched a bunch of stuff uh, this, this week, a bunch of stuff. So, obviously, uh, Rick and Morty uh, I watched this week. I missed your video this week, Mike, but I know you were... Slammed, and it was probably nigh on impossible to actually have it happen. Yeah, yeah,
1: couldn't really happen because my my all all my computers all 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 packed up. All packed up. Yeah, and and the only time that I can actually relax is like four o'clock in the morning.
0: Yeah, that's fair
1: enough. That's fair. So a bonus two episodes. I don't know if I can this week. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I feel bad.
0: Yeah, no, I don't feel bad. It's okay. It's okay. Did you watch oh, Rick and Morty
1: though? I did. I did. It was a good episode. It was, in a way.
0: Mm. I've got to remember what happened now because it's six days ago that I watched it.
1: It was. Uh, um, it was the um, Hellraiser one.
0: Yes. Yes. I loved the designs of all the demons. <laughs> um, the animation and the the different creative ways to make them look fucked up was really cool. Yes, yes. No, that was that was a good episode. Um, so I watched that. I also watched Bad Batch, which was great. um oh, Man, oh, actually, I can't. Well, fully, fully. You, you. Did you watch Friday's episode? Yeah, no, did. Bad Batch. Okay. Yep. I just, I just need to say, and I know we'll save it for our mega discussion we're going to do on this, but man, the Ooh. pikes scare me. <laughs> <laughs> They're freaky. Yeah. They're good bad guys. I hope we see more of them. But anyway, yeah. that's
1: big that's head but say. very very little face. Very, yeah. <laughs> big head little face. Yep. Basically
0: mm. good episode though. Good episode. Um, I mean, and yes, I yes, go on.
1: It wasn't it's okay. That wasn't really a spoiler. I mean, they turned up at the end of um uh, Clone, Wars. Clone Wars, so.
0: Mm. Yes, very true. Very true. Can I go in for the spice. With their
1: spice? Spice.
0: Yes, spice. <laughs> he who spice. controls
1: the spice controls the universe.
0: Yes. <laughs> Which is a little spoiler
1: of what we're going to talk about later in the episode.
0: Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I watched that. I watched. I also finished Modoc and also feel pretty much the same as you, Mike. But like, I I don't know if I'll watch season two. But like. The ending, I was very curious to... I liked that that grand kind of ending they did where it was... like I, I started thinking about Loki just because we've got different versions of MODOK happening and stuff and future and time travel and all this, and I'm just like, oh my God, more <laughs> variants. More variants. But no, it was really cool. Um, But, yeah, I mean, season... Like, the first half of that episode, I was not really paying much attention to the whole bar mitzvah gags that was happening <laughs> with the, t- with the two loos. I was like, Oh, this is fine. But then it really kicked into gear later on. Um, I watched that. I watched a few movies. I watched yesterday, uh, the Beatles movie. Um, oh. that yay. Was- what did you think of yes. it? Yeah. I liked it a lot. I think it was probably too long. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing. And some of the romance plot was a bit contrived, like a bit forced maybe. Um, mm. Like some of the drama was a bit forced, I don't know. But it was good. I loved watching the scenes of him like remember randomly just remembering Beatles lyrics and trying to figure out the lyrics to Eleanor Rigby was very amusing. Um but yeah. <laughs> but it was a yeah, it was a it was a good movie. I recommend people check it out. Especially if you're a Beatles fan or a fan of music in general. Um, yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. Um and uh after after finishing Loki, uh I I, I wanted to find something else with Richard e grant in it to watch and okay. I ended up I, I wanted to watch with nail and I because I've never seen it um, but it's not on it's not on anything at the moment uh, streaming wise so I'm gonna have to wait for that but I watched um can you ever forgive me uh, which is um, a movie from 2018 with him and Melissa McCarthy uh, yeah. got a Got a bunch of awards uh, attention, some Oscar nominations, some Golden Globe nominations at the time. Based on a true story about an about a biographer uh, writer played by Melissa McCarthy who forges famous people's letters in order to make money, um, and she ropes Richard E. Grant's uh, character into the into the the foil into the plot. And um, yeah, it's kind of a dark comedy drama sort of thing but I really I really really enjoyed it. Um it's on Disney Plus if people are interested in checking that out, I would highly recommend it. Um and then the last thing I mentioned I watched um was um I started watching The vow, Um which is a true crime HBO documentary about the Nexium cult. Um Yeah, I've heard and,
1: about
0: this. Yeah, um I wanted to I was curious like I wanted to know more and I've heard people that I respect talk about it um like you know they've watched and say it's really really good and all this and it had like it's connected there are actors involved in it from like nerd and pop culture scenes so um like actors from Smallville actors from Battlestar Galactica you know people that I've i've watched do their thing and enjoyed so there's that aspect of it as well but yeah my god it's such so i've only seen like four three or four episodes so far and it's amazing like it's so well made i mean it's a hbo doco so it's yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be high quality but um but yeah it's fucked up it's really (laughs) fucked up stuff it's not not light viewing at all, but um, but it's yeah, it's it's really really good. Um, so that's going to be what I will be watching. Um, oh, and one last thing I have to mention because I wanted to mention it because I'm still watching Will and Grace. I don't know if anyone's paying attention, but I am still watching Will and Grace. I'm getting through it very very slowly. Um, and I this week I watched uh, the episode where Cher actually guest stars. Um, <laughs> Big, which is so funny because literally at the start of the episode, Jack rocks up with this actual Cher doll that he's trying to give to Will as a present and then Will ends up giving it back to Jack. Um, and I thought to myself, like, I wonder when Cher makes an appearance in this show because I'm pretty sure she did, but I couldn't remember when it was. And then it was literally that episode. <laughs> oh, and what it a was it What a quinky dink the, the, What are the odds of that But um, no I freaking it, it was freaking funny as I couldn't stop laughing Just because Jack's impression of Cher Is probably my favourite thing in Will and Grace <laughs> The way he's like If I could turn back town And he just like does his thing <laughs> It's so funny
1: Oh I've my god a, I got an impression of Cher
0: Go do you believe? <laughs> yep. Well done. Well done. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that's enough for me. I've been watching, as I said, a bunch of stuff. I just really wanted to kind of touch on all of it. Um, and there's more to be touched on later on. Take that sentence how you will, because it is time. It is time. It is time to dive into the nerdy news
1: this is the news the nerdy news the nerds that talk about the nerdy news that is us who talk about the news that is nerdy and now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s kendall richardson take it away kendall
0: alrighty nerdy news time guys nerdy news time Um, And we've got some cool Marvel news to start with. Looks like we have found a director for the upcoming MCU uh, version of Blade, um, starring Mahershala Ali. Um, Indie director Basam Tariq is in talks to direct at the moment. Um, This is pretty cool. Uh, Apparently, one of the mission statements of phase four from kevin feige was finding um sort of untapped resources finding filmmakers that uh aren't so established um that have interesting and exciting takes on the the marvel ip so uh and this is one of them um with basam Tariq hopefully signing on um to join to join blade he hasn't really directed a whole bunch of anything he's done a bunch of shorts but the only major film he's worked on was a film in 2020 uh called mogul Mowgli, uh which starred riz ahmed um so uh but yeah like that's all he's literally done now marvel's like yep you can have blade so that's pretty cool uh we know nothing else about blade uh, at this stage, but it's uh, very highly anticipated by lots of people, so I can't wait to see how that develops. Um, crossing the Pond to DC now, um, we have some exciting HBO Max-related news. Michael B. Jordan, um, who fans have been kind of wanting and hoping for a while was going to um, get involved with Superman in some form or another, is... Actually, officially finally going to be involved with Superman. Um, He is developing a Black Superman limited series for HBO Max, where he may also star as the title character um, Val Zod, um, a Black Kryptonian that in the comics holds the mantle of Superman. Um, But that is not confirmed that he will be playing Val Zod as well. He's at least going to be uh bringing this to fruition um which is super super exciting um val Zod was the second character to take up the mantle of superman uh in the D- uh, the new 52 um era of dc comics um after his parents were executed by the kryptonian court val was sent to earth Two, an alternate version of dc's prime earth um uh, yeah so this is sweet um very very sweet. I uh, cannot wait to hear more about this. I really hope that Michael B Jordan ends up playing um playing um yeah, play, playing Valzod as well cuz yeah, he's a fantastic actor and um yeah, you know, we all saw how wonderful he was in Black Panther and what he can do with comic book content. It would be really great to see him um kick ass uh with the yeah. DC stuff as well. Um that, Mike do, do, do you Yes, Uh, I was going to say, Mike, do you have thoughts on this? Go, go, go. on
1: that, um, I don't don't think Killmonger will probably come back.
0: (laughs) No. (laughs) No, I think, unfortunately, Killmonger has had his day, Uh, sadly. His day in the sun. His day in the sun. Are you going to watch this show, Mike? Are you interested
1: to see this? Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. I'm, I don't know much about the New 52 stuff. I just knew it was very polarising. Um, yeah. And how, and how they tackled, like... Because they had a huge, pretty much factory reset of of uh, the DC comic range. And they decided to go, like, okay, okay, there's no more canon anymore. We're going to start fresh. And then people going, really? You're doing this? Okay, because yeah cuz certain characters do did weird stuff and it's kind of cool that they 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 pick something that's that sounds like it's going to be pretty cool it's like cuz i think i think people are somewhat aware of like earth 2 and that concept mm. of um different different universes and all that because we they've just done like a multi universal Crossover with the TV shows of of DC stuff And they're about to do with Flashpoint With um, the new Flash movie So yeah, yeah, go at it while the the iron's hot And Michael B. Jordan's awesome And uh, I know for a fact that you two haven't seen Space Jam yet So I I, I won't say anything more than that Oh, okay Interesting. Because that because that involves multi-universe things and DC as well. Ah, uh,
0: yes, yes, of course, yes, yes. I remember f- from the trailer there's multiples IPs. It was like a Ready Player One sequel. Sort of vibe. That, yeah. Um, before I go on, I I didn't check in, Mike, with your thoughts on on uh, Bassem Tariq being tapped to direct Blade. Do you have any thoughts on this?
1: Um. I think it's pretty cool that the that um Kevin Feige is going, you know what? This is a good opportunity to get to get some unknowns like it, into the thing. I mean, they can't really like g- go out and go, Oh, you know, we can get like Steven Spielberg to do something and you know, well established like um uh directors so kind of cool that they that that they decide to do this as they get their start, like doing like a Marvel film, and then they can branch out and do other things. I mean, you can sort of see that with uh, James Gunn as well because he sort of started mm. with like indie shit, and um, it's uh, after Guardians. I mean, he can pretty much write his own check now. <laughs> he can go over to DC and do Suicide Squad and do and do yep. his his own version of um, uh, Superman as well in. Was mm-hmm. it Bright bright Spark, I think? Or Bright Light?
0: Oh, Bright Burn.
1: Bright Burn, that, that's it. The sort of uh, mm-hmm. different take of Superman, but not really yeah. Superman. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I, I, I reckon you would like that. <laughs>
0: yeah, I still haven't watched that movie because I heard a lot of mixed reviews about it. Um, but I, I should check it out, I
1: think. E- even if it's a bit of fun. I mean.
0: Yeah. Don't take it too seriously, sort of thing. Just
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's James Gunn dude. just doing like a um, a passion project and that sort of thing. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. hold to anything. It's just he's doing his own thing. So he's yeah. just like,
0: I can make this. Yeah, I can yeah. make this because I have the money and I have the the reputation to kind of do whatever.
1: Yeah. Hmm. I it's mean, good. if you got it, you can do it. And yeah, and going back to say yeah, I th- I think it's a it's it's a real real good um show to just to get so, get some up and comers to do the, do something cool and yeah, I mean Blade is <laughs> <It's> a very <laughs> like the original is very niche so it's gonna be interesting and in how they're gonna take this are they gonna Take it back to what Blade used to be I mean he wasn't all um, Leather bound or anything like that It was just a a 1970s guy Just doing his own thing
0: Yep I can't wait to see how Blade Kind of connects to the other MCU stuff That's going to be very exciting
1: Well They did name drop some Vampires in Loki
0: they did.
1: And also in uh Thor, Thor Ragnarok as well.
0: They did. Yes. Yes. When Korg has got the like the the three stake like spear uh, thing. Trident? Maybe. Trident? Sort of a trident with stakes. Yeah. Sort of?
1: Yeah. If you want to stab uh, three vampires at once.
0: Yeah. <laughs> three vampires that are huddled together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's good stuff. All right, kind of, Me, co- kind of a <laughs> freaky circle.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, <and> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, this is a freaky circle. <laughs> like a. I can't remember the quote now. It's been so long since I've seen Ragnarok. Anyway, gotta love Korg. Um, moving into some um, more DC news, uh, we have our Barbara Gordon um leslie grace from in the heights um has been cast as barbara gordon slash batgirl for the upcoming um movie of the same name batgirl this is the solo film for hers that has been in the works for many moons um passing from different writers and directors uh and finally um it's getting a home only on hbo max it is i think we've previously talked about this on the show it's not going to be released in cinemas which i think is a big missed opportunity and a big shame but with the way the world is you know you can understand why warner brothers would want to do that um so it'll be an exclusive to hbo max that'll drive their subscriptions um but um but yeah really cool to see leslie grace um making waves um with her performance in in the heights i thought she was very very good um Uh, I really enjoyed her performance in that movie. And uh, yeah, so it's cool to see that she's going to get a chance to make Barbara Gordon her own, because we haven't really seen seen too many live-action Barbara Gordons previously. So um, especially in a... We've never had a Batgirl movie either, so this will be the first of that, um, I think. So yeah. Yeah, Mike, are you excited for this?
1: Yeah, um, I'm trying to think for a live-action it's probably, probably Batman it's and
0: Robin. Yeah, Alicia Silverstone. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and she wasn't even Barbara Gordon, really. She, <laughs>
0: so. No, she was. She was still Barbara, wasn't she? I think yeah, her she name was, was still Barbara, but, but it was, she. Um, Pennyworth.
1: Yeah, she was related to. Um, uh, yeah. Alfred. Alfred. Which yeah. didn't make sense. <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh well.
0: But it's okay. It's uh,
1: fine. Yeah, it's kind of cool because uh, Barbara Gordon pro- is an awesome character. Um, uh, hopefully, they don't do Oracle. I think they just l- let her be Batgirl uh, and do her own thing. But there is a thing where if you you can't have you can't have Barbara Gordon's Batgirl without Bruce Wayne. So who's gonna who's gonna be Batman in this, or they or she's just gonna do her own thing? Don't know. Oh may, um, maybe they just mentioned like there is a Batman. I don't, I don't. Yeah, don't rely too much on Batman. And yeah, and kind of cool that they they're getting someone, uh, you know, a person of color uh, just to do just to do absolutely. Batman. Yeah, I know there's a lot of grumblings. Like, oh, you can't <laughs> shut up. Um, Commissioner Gordon in the new Bat Batman movie is going to be black. So. Get over yourselves, you piece of shit. Yeah, it's anyway. fine. Who cares? Yeah, and she's Latina. It's going to be awesome. Y-
0: yeah, no, it's going to be super super cool. Um, yeah, I am also I share your concerns about the the Batman thing with this. Um, there's yeah, it's a, a kind of a bit of a fine line to tread of, of how much Batman to include, whether or to not. Include him at all, or like how to. So, I really hope that they've got a good story locked down for this one. Um, Yeah, that lets Batgirl stand on her own. Um, I kind of really am after that. So, fingers crossed.
1: Or they make Batman sort of an Alfred figure. Yeah. Like, yeah, they could do that. Like, he's like a mentor. Yeah, gives her. Which is sort of what the relationship is. It sort of gives her the sort of equipment and that is like you know, and you and you talk to me. So, but it's going to be her her um her her vehicle to drive, uh, and yeah,
0: that'll be it. yes, very interesting. And no in- yeah, and no, no, like you said, no Oracle, please. Um, not for a long time. <laughs>
1: no.
0: We don't, you know, we don't want them to do a Zack Snyder and be like, let's introduce Superman. Let's kill him in the second movie he's ever in. Like, uh, yeah, let's not do let's that. Let's introduce
1: Barbara Gordon and hurry up and do the, the killing joke.
0: <laughs> yeah, literally. Oh, God. Yeah, no. No, no, no. We need to earn that. Come on. Yeah. Sure, fingers crossed they know that by now. They need to earn these stories. They can't just do them.
1: I was very Ugh. disappointed with that.
0: Yeah. I still You've, haven't watched it. Uh,
1: just I not just start I know, halfway through just, and then yeah, you'll be just, right. just
0: start after yeah, don't start after the fucking fucking basically. <laughs> At the beginning. No, anyway, no, that's no enough of that. <laughs> no fucking. No fucking. Yeah, fucking. Fully, <laughs> No fucking, you heard it here first. All right, moving on. Good. <laughs> moving on. You can on tell that, that show lovely. That
1: show was before no. Me Too, right?
0: <laughs> moving on. Yes. I'm not going into yes. it. Moving yes. on. <laughs> I'm not going into it. Okay, we have Star Wars news. Um, now, I'm purely bringing this up because I think this is freaking hilarious. Um And just absolutely fantastic. Um, So Mark Hamill, bless him. We love him. Our Luke Skywalker, our Joker, our Skeletor, um, tweeted this week that uh, he voiced multiple secret voice cameos in every Star Wars movie released since 2015. No. Um, (laughs) So uh, yeah, because he he sh- he tweeted that he shared this uh, article that Wikipedia uh, on Twitter shared that they said that um, the droid EV ninety nine was voiced by Mark Hamill in The Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, and then um, which is really cool. And then um, Mark was like, "Well, I actually did, you know, every I voiced something in every single one, including." Uh, Solo and Rogue One Um, So now people are on the hunt To kind of find (laughs) Every other Every other voice cameo he did Um, It's the Mark
2: Hamill hunt down
0: (laughs) It's the the Hamill hunt Yeah it's the Hamill Um, hunt (laughs) It's so It's so good and I also really like the fact That he tweeted um, What his pseudonym is um, Which is William M. Patrick uh, (laughs) uh, Which is a What a name was the name the, the names of his brothers? So it's very oh, it's very okay. Well, that sweet. actually
2: makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, so his older older brother William and his younger brother Patrick. Um, and, and the and, M uh, is Mark. Well, apparently yeah. not. Apparently, <laughs> not. he said he said he's not telling what the M stands for, but I'm, I'm fairly certain it's it's Mark, and he's just being a troll. Um,
3: <laughs> Doesn't but, sound like um, him. No,
0: nah, not at all. He's Not on TikTok all. now. But yeah. He's like, is he really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Fantastic. I love it. Um, yeah. So this I just thought this was so much fun. Such a Mark Hamill thing. He's just a freaking legend and we love him. Um Folia, what did you what did you think about about Mark's revelation? Well,
2: um, I probably won't go on the hunt for them to be honest (laughs) I'm not that invested Um, but it's actually really cool that he has had the opportunity to voice different characters in all of the different um, you know all of the different uh, Star Wars films and that'd be uh, I feel like that'd be so much fun to do um, if you you know if you had that opportunity and it's like yes I like this let me and then no one will know until one day I reveal that I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> Till someone yeah. so lets So it it's like... actually, yeah, it's actually it's actually really cool. And the um just the fact that you you know he he got more more voice acting um opportunities, which is really awesome as well.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, um, Mike, what are your thoughts?
1: I think that's pretty cool. I mean. Uh, Mark, after, like, Star Wars and and all that, sort of dwelled into um, voiceover stuff because everyone knew him as Luke Skywalker. It's one of the reasons why he originally didn't get the Joker it was going to um, uh, Tim Curry. Um, But Tim Curry couldn't do something. I think there's, like... um, There's... uh, like videos out there of Tim Curry actually do, doing the Joker like way back when with the yeah. animated series but he couldn't do do the rest of it so they decided to just bite the bullet so they, uh, just let Mark do something and it sounded it didn't sound anything like him and people didn't know and it was pretty cool and it just started off there really and yeah um, it's kind, yeah it's cool and and when you were doing your uh, Kendall, when you were doing um, naming off your things, you you forgot he also did Chucky as well in the new in the new Chucky movie.
0: Yes, very true, very true. I think like the only person to voice Chucky apart from um, uh, what's his name, Brad Dourif. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Very very cool stuff. All right. Um Completely switching gears now, we're going to talk about horror movies for a second. So sorry for. I'm out. Get ready for <laughs> <laughs> There's a big steaming pile of nope coming because huh. um, this week, <laughs> this week, uh, horror master um, Jordan Peele uh, unveiled the poster and title for his next. Um, horror film Um, and it's literally called Nope Um, (laughs) Nope Very, very interesting Um, The poster doesn't really give much away, it's just kind of this blue, like dark blue kind of lit cloudy sky at night with one kind of central circular cloud and a s- string of like kites or something, kind of flailing in the wind. Yeah, it looks like city. bunting. Yeah, um, very interesting. And then, um, but then the really cool thing is that we also get uh, our cast confirmed. Our our three main players in this one: Daniel Kaluuya, um, who was excellent in Get Out, um, Jordan Peele's first horror; um, Kiki Palmer, and Stephen Yun. Um, are all going to be starring in nope We even have a release date for this uh, 22nd of July next year um, but there is literally no other information as to what this movie is about or anything it's just and I'm here for it like <laughs> this is this is very good marketing just to drop a poster and walk away <laughs> like <laughs> yep nope. Bye-bye. Um, Mike, are you are you keen to check this one out?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, kind of, uh, it's kind of very surreal of uh, Jordan Peele coming from comedy and now he's delving into, into yeah. horror. And yeah. his version of uh, The Twilight Zone is very good as well. I do recommend that. Even though uh, it's kind of a shame that they're not doing a second seri- series. Oh, yeah. Or oh, they're stop stopping at the second series. I can't remember, but those those um those Twilight Zone episodes are really good as well. Bit long, but it's good. And nice, it, yeah. So it's, it's a sort of a, a different take on the horror genre. That that's uh, it's very surreal. It's very it's very um very thinky. I like my think thinky horrors, and. I reckon this one's not going to be that much different. Uh it's very it's a uh, very minimal and and uh yeah it follows a pattern of close to one word um titles which I I quite like. I'm, I'm not sure Wayne would like that cuz Wayne likes these titles long very very <laughs> long.
0: He does like a long title, doesn't he? Yeah. (laughs) Sure does. All right. Moving on into our last bit of news um, for today. Um, Comic-Con at home is happening right now. Um, And one of the big things from day one that I wanted to mention uh, is that we finally have a release date and a little trailer for the final season of Lucifer
3: yes (laughs) what's that
0: Um, I think this is
2: where Lucifer has asked the question what do you desire and everyone's like a date give us a date
0: (laughs) and that date I'm happy to say is the 10th of September um, so not yes! too far away. All I need all to of finish ep- off. I need to yes. finish off
2: the last episode.
0: <laughs> the last episode. The
2: last episode. The last season. <laughs> last season.
0: Last season of number five. Um, yeah. Yes. So s- season six. Um, all episodes will drop on September ten on Netflix. Um, yes, Folia. I'm sure you're yeah you're very very excited about this. Is it is yes, it good yes. to to be able to mark your calendar finally?
2: Yes, yes. And uh, not that I'll physically mark it, it'll come up on my Netflix and I'll definitely have it ready to go. <laughs> Metaphorically marked. <laughs> Metaphorically, yes, virtually marked.
1: <laughs> are, are you gonna mark it marked like the devil? It's gonna be marked <laughs> you know, six six six.
2: Probably not like that. I'm not evil. Uh, like Lucifer,
1: so <laughs> <laughs> he's not evil. He's a little bit naughty.
2: Well, yes, this is true because he is an archangel. Where Daddy just was upset with his behaviour and sent him down to hell.
1: <laughs> I haven't seen Lucifer so. Is it is it? Well, da- did, that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> yeah, is it Daddy or is it Daddy? No, no, it's Dad. <laughs> daddy. Oh, Not that daddy, daddy, no. (laughs) Please don't punish me, daddy.
2: Not that kind of
1: daddy. Moving on. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, the term daddy is sort of gross in my head now.
0: Yeah. I've never liked it, to be honest. Not to really completely tangent here into weirdness, but I've never liked it. I think it's weird. Anyway. I'm glad Um, I get to
2: say it in a different language and it sounds nicer. (laughs)
1: For instance
2: No (laughs) No, I just say dad in Turkish dad Baba Dad Baba (laughs) Baba Yeah Baba Yes Lucifer please I am ready
1: (laughs) Take my soul and you say you're not
2: evil
1: (laughs) Lucifer take me
2: I I will sh- I will tell him my desires. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you will. <laughs> oh my gosh, Tom Ellis.
0: Whew. Yeah. Steamy. <laughs>
2: Sw- oh yeah. <laughs>
1: swooning. Mm-hmm.
2: Swoon.
1: I wish I could swoon. Swoon. No, swoon worthy.
0: Hmm. Hey. Mike, <laughs> I, I I imagine you don't have any stake in this. You you haven't seen Lucifer. You said.
1: I know the story.
0: Yeah, well, it's based on Neil Gaiman's graphic novels or comic books, I think. Yeah, so.
1: th- yeah I think it's part of the Sandman. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I think, think he so. does like the biblical sto- sort of stories on that. Um, yeah. And and the Sandman's looking pretty cool as well. Like the, the Netflix show. Can't wait for that. Yeah.
0: I- I can't wait to see that, yeah. I'll
1: watch that before Lucifer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Totally fair. Yeah. That's fair.
1: I don't want to see a guy who says, Daddy. Oh, Daddy, please punish me, Daddy. (laughs) Oh, God. No, he
2: doesn't say that. He's actually very, very angry at his father. Oh, I'm very
1: angry with you, Daddy. Not like that.
0: No, he's going to punish his dad, not the other way around. Yeah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, I'm going to punish my daddy.
0: <laughs> Kendall, All right. let's keep going. wrapping it up. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm going to wrap gonna you up, it. daddy. That's the <laughs> n- <laughs> That's the nerdy news. Done. We're done. That's the nerdy news. Yes. Locked and lighted. See you next done week. dusted. Daddy. See you next week. Daddy. <laughs> It's now time to roll on up to the Trailer Park.
1: Rolling up to the Trailer Park where we all park all the trailers. Hee-haw.
0: Alrighty, it's Trailer Park time. It's time to Yay. talk about the trailers, and we've got some pretty good trailers, if I do say so myself, to discuss this well, one. week. I'd, I'd wager two at the very... Minimum, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but we are gonna we are gonna start with, I think, the best trailer of the week, and that <laughs> is of course, an, uh I guess our second uh, trailer for Dune. Um, Dune, 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 Dune. My God, I want this now. I want it in and around my face. In my ear holes. I want to be in a cinema and just have this movie happen to me. Um, I'm very excited. This looks fantastic. I'm such a fan of everyone involved in this. Um, all of the actors. And uh, Denis Villeneuve, the director. He's just phenomenally talented. Um, and just it just looks amazing. Like, there, there's nothing... There's no way this movie's going to be bad, surely. Because it just looks perfect to me like every little thing like so many of these still shots are like artworks to me I just the cinematography on this is just off the charts um and I just love the whole aesthetic that filter that's kind of happening um yeah and just I don't know everything about this I just I'm so happy about it I love it I can't wait to watch it and I've never engaged with Dune before this um, so I've not seen the uh, David Lynch version or the, the TV miniseries um, or any of that. I haven't even read the book, so I know, I literally know nothing about this. So if this is amazing and this is my introduction to the world of Dune and Frank Herbert, I'm like, fuck yeah, give me more. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what else to say other than I'm very, very excited because it just, it just looks awesome. And Jason Momoa, man.
3: <laughs>
0: the, the Momoa being awesome just yeah
1: the momoa yeah. the mama
0: the Mamoa the mu <laughs> um yeah just yeah I I'm just gonna keep gushing so I'm gonna throw it a <laughs> folia because it just looks so it just looks so good and the music too the music is great so oh. Jeff's kiss folia what are your what are your thoughts on the trailer for dune?
2: So we see a lot more this time. This is a bit more of a longer trailer from the last one that we watched. Um, it does look very, very interesting. And it's it seems like a very dark, apocalyptic sort of a world. Um, the casting is great. Really good. Like, the amount of different people I could recognize. I was like, ooh, this... This might be really good. Um, I'm not sure whether I'm sold on the story myself in terms of just how kind of dark it is. Um, And more so because it's just not the type of story that I'd really engage myself in. Um, I might check it out. I don't know. I won't guarantee it.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. All right, Mike. Um, what are your thoughts on this trailer? Squeeze! <laughs> <laughs> Very
1: <Yeah>. excited. Ah, <laughs> uh, this looks absolutely fantastic. I've read the books, I've seen the, D- D- uh, I've seen the David Lynch film. I haven't seen the miniseries. Uh, I think they they are actually um, sequels uh, that take place like after the main book of oh, dune yeah. of frank herbert so i haven't seen okay. them uh but i know yep. of them um yeah it, this just looks really really beautiful and and um and <laughs> i'm not sure if there's people out there that's like david lynch purists but it, it i don't think you need to watch that film to actually get this film it's going to be in two parts apparently so it may it may end weirdly if we wa- if we watch it, but it's it's taking place uh, in the middle of the first book. So it's going to be a two-parter, uh, straight up. And if, and, uh, if this movie um, uh, lives up to the hype, which looking like it, it's going to be, because pe- people like yourself, Kendall, um, saying this looks really interesting and it's got the star power in it as well, I I see no question that it's going to be a a two-powder and maybe sequels in the future. And, yeah, the story that uh, takes place is an influence to Star Wars. You can definitely see the sort of influences of Star Wars in this. So it's sort of going backwards because Star Wars, of course, is what it is. And uh, we just talked about um, uh, The Bad Batch. With, <laughs> with with as uh, having the spice, because the the main planet planet of Maracas is is uh, a spice planet, and that's the main fuel of pretty much universe. Where it's a it's a drug. It's it's a it, it's a fuel source. It's basically the power of the universe, basically on one planet, and that's where the worms are, where they. They eat all the sand and they, and they excrete, like, uh, the spice. So it's an en- endless, endless cycle. And he who oh, controls wow. the spice controls the universe. And, yeah. Um, what else can I say about this? Um, it, it looks really, really cool. Uh, it looks beautiful. And essentially it's like um, uh, Game of Thrones in space the it's that sort of um storytelling where there's different factions like different uh uh families basically go, going after the same thing and there's like a hierarchy in there, and and it's, and it's all that so I'm yeah. i'm really looking forward to it um being being a person who really really enjoys um uh science fiction especially old fashioned science fiction that deals with um more uh, nuanced stuff like uh, uh, politics as well like this is very heavily political as well Uh, dealing with um, when Frank Herbert uh, wrote this was like during the 60s and how like where he was in America is how they sort of dealed with the Middle East as well so it's it's sort of a a different veil of that sort of thing of of, um, like like getting all the oil from from the Middle East and how how people control that it's 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 definitely it's definitely an interesting read as well if you have that mindset. It's like okay, this is how this is how um uh, uh, human beings react to this sort, sort of thing and and yeah, nice. it's it in space and it's, and it's really cool and um yeah, there's not much um like science fiction sort of. Uh, like technology as well like in the book they sort of sort of say well they used to have all this technology but they sort of go back to like primitive sort of stuff because because they didn't really need to like go out so it's a sort of a sort of where it's sort of what star wars star wars does where a long time ago in a distant galaxy far far away it's like a long long time ago so where everything's like like, decrepit and old and it's like that aesthetic and that's where sort of Dune sort of was So,
0: yeah nice
1: I love it um, when cool. are we going to see it Kendall
0: well um, we have a, a better release date than what the trailer says um, because according to IMDB in Australia Dune will be in cinemas on the 16th of September So, it's coming soon.
1: Up for that.
0: I cannot fucking wait. It's going to be so good. All right. Next trailer um, is our first look at The Last Duel, um, which is based on a true story. Um, Let me bring up a synopsis. Uh, for everyone. Um, because similar to Dune. Um, this one's got a bit of an all-star cast on it. As well. Um, with Jodie Comer. And Matt Damon. Ben Affleck. And Adam Driver. Um, but yeah. It's based on. Like the story says here. It's uh, King Charles VI. Declares that night. Jean de Carouge settle his dispute with his squire by challenging him to a duel. Um, so there's going to be glo- it's glove slap the movie. Um, if anyone gets that reference, <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Um, yeah. Oh, it's a Ridley Scott movie. That's I was like someone notable directed this. Ridley Scott. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and apparently Ben Affleck and Matt Damon co-wrote the screenplay, um, along with Nicole Holofcener. um, so that's cool. Uh, yeah, I really like this trailer, I'm, I've said it many times, I'm a sucker for a true story, um, film, I love those kind of movies where, you know, reality is just, sometimes more interesting than fiction in certain cases, but you can't you can't make shit up sometimes. It's just this is what it is. Um yeah, and history it's you know, something that happened. Sometimes
1: more interesting than than something made up.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And for something that's happened a long a long time ago, um as well, it's just because 'cause I've never I've this is I'm not really familiar with with this story or with these happenings, these events. So I'm excited to, to see something new. Um, that's a part of history, I suppose. Um, but it was a very well put together trailer, I think. Probably, it probably showed... I don't think it showed the whole film, but it probably showed maybe too much. A little bit, I don't know. Um It probably didn't need to be as long as it was. Especially considering this is the first trailer for it. And they've pretty much... Go on the whole hog and done a whole let's show most of the movie sort of thing, mm. um, but that said, I mean I think it looks spectacular. The production values are are quite good. the only The only things I can I, it's going to be interesting to get my head around is just the appearance of Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, because <sighs> because they're in these ridiculous wigs, and I know. <laughs> I know their hairstyles are of the era, they're of the age, and they fit, but I just, they should have done some prosthetics on them or something, because, like, I'm still looking at them, and I'm seeing Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, and Matt Damon's got a fucking mullet, and fucking Ben Affleck's got this, like, strawberry blonde bowl cut thing going on, and I'm just like, what's happening? Um, so that's a bit jarring, um, but I don't think i will I'll let it ruin my experience of the film because I am going to watch it regardless and plus I really I most the the main reason I want to watch this is for two people and that's Jodie Comer and Adam Driver um two of my favorites I will watch either of them do anything and everything um they're so talented so I'm really looking forward to just seeing their their skills on show um in this movie. So yeah. So I hope it's really good. I really do. I hope it's good. But we'll, we'll see what happens. Fulia, what, what was your takeaway from this trailer? Not for me.
2: <laughs> I mean, it looks like the cinematography and everything looks really cool. And I love the fact that it's, you know, an era piece that was actually based on a true story, which was really interesting. But like you said, Kendall, it showed a lot it pretty much tells you what's going to happen for the whole film. And it kind of, yeah, like my interest is just like gone down. (laughs) Um, But the story itself,
0: yeah, not not for me. (laughs) Fair enough. That's okay. Mike, what do you think?
1: I didn't know this is the prequel to Goodwill Hunting that I wanted.
0: <laughs> yes. If it's love it.
1: If it's written by men in bat, men in men in bat. <laughs> <laughs> it is written bad. by Matt and Ben. It's yeah. got to be a prequel to Goodwill Hunting.
0: Very true. Like a lot of people, a Goodwill Hunting cinematic universe going on.
1: Yeah, like people have been asking for a sequel to that movie. It's like you know, let's stuff it. We'll just do a prequel. Set, yeah. Set in middle aged England.
0: <laughs> yep. Why not?
1: Because yeah, fuck it. Why not? And Ridley Scott, he knows how to. He knows how to um, set a scene, because yeah, I like Ridley Scott with the with these movies. Some are a bit of a hit and miss, but but with this one, it's, it's interesting. I don't think he's actually done, like, a period piece. Uh, none. I don't
0: think so. Not like this. No. Let me just double-check that. Um, yeah. Well, uh, Gladiator, I guess. Yeah. But that's different. It's a little different. Um what else uh, I'm on producer why I don't want to be on producer I want to be on director. tour yeah. Um, oh yeah nah yeah he did that exodus movie but that's also a bit different uh, kingdom of heaven he did so that kind of
1: yeah so ties
0: it- into the similar era so he saw what it- he's not a stranger to this kind of I I don't know aesthetic. I suppose this time period, yeah, but, but not really like a you know, it's not it's not his niche. It's not his bag that he does.
1: Yeah, often like with, with the ones he's like he he likes to do the big and the epic, and the sort sort of like outreaching sort of movies where where this one's sort of like a bit contained for 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 Ridley, and um. Yeah, it's it's a very it, it looks very interesting I, I don't know it 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 sort of reminds me a lot of um the sort of uh historic period pieces that I don't know your, your mum like would like to watch <laughs> that you know they're so, sort of like uh like the Elizabethan ones where where it's it's just a small contained story and we've probably as you said you've We've probably already seen it because we just saw the trailer. I mean, <laughs> anyway, I don't know if I if I would watch it or not. Maybe if I show it to my wife and she says, "Ooh, I like I like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck," I might watch them. <laughs> <laughs> date night. Yeah, date night. See, see, um, see, uh, oh, Adam Driver, uh, just wreck shit. <laughs> yeah, up for that.
0: Yeah, up for that. A hundred percent.
1: He's got the face for it. He's got the face for anything. Like long hair and mustache. I want to see him as like Prince John. In like in like a Robin Hood sort of thing. I, I, I could sort of see him be being the new Alan Rickman.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he was um in um that Don Quixote movie that Terry Gilliam did. Yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it, but it looks interesting.
1: There's actually a documentary about that movie on how it was being made.
0: Oh, because it took like forever for that to get made too, didn't it?
1: Yeah, it's like 17 years or something. Yeah. Something like, there was so much... like ridiculously long.
0: Yeah. Ages, ages. All right, enough sidebarring. We have one more trailer to discuss, and that is a uh, a complete genre switch as we go into discussing the trailer for Vacation jackass Friends
1: Forever. Oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry, no, no jackass here. Uh, Vacation Friends. Oh. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Vacation Friends. We're doing a comedy. Um, Jackass is a comedy. Yeah, it's a different kind of comedy. (laughs) It's a different kind of comedy. It's all right. It's okay. But Vacation Friends. Vacation Friends. We're talking about Vacation Friends. Um, So this is a uh, John... Cena, comedy, I'm very much here for John Cena doing more comedy. Um, uh, I think that's just wonderful. He looks fucking hilarious in this. <laughs> like, I kind of just want to watch it for his performance alone, to be honest, just based on this trailer, because he just uh, it's just... It just looks... Fucking bonkers to me. Um I mean, I don't know if the movie's gonna actually be any good. Um I'm not <laughs> entirely sold <laughs> overall. Um I think there's a lot of potential there for a for a genuinely hilarious movie. Um and I kinda like the fact that um the white people in this are the fucking nutcases and the the, bla- the the black couple are the the like the, they're the straight they're the normies they're the on the level <laughs> humans where it, and then the, these two fucking crazy ass you know white people that they met when they were on vacation um just got a bit too attached to them um <laughs> i think it's a very funny concept um But, um, so it'll be cool to see a lot of gags played out in certain ways. And and there were a few moments in the trailer where I laughed out loud. Um, not many, but there were a few. So, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I hope it's good. Cause yeah, Tom, uh, Tom, John Cena, John Cena, you can't see him. Um, but I hope you can see him doing more comedy because (laughs) he's fucking hilarious. Um. Yeah, Fulia. What What was your takeaways from from the trailer for Vacation Friends? So
2: I ended up watching the trailer for this during the week, uh, as it popped up on my Facebook feed, and then today uh, I saw that there was a red band trailer for it as well. <laughs> so I yeah thought, I, watched, I watched I watched the red, watched red band one. trailer. Yeah, <laughs> good. Um, yeah it's a crazy journey for a comedy. <laughs> I feel I feel like it's um, oh it, it just reminds me of another movie where thing you know that they get drunk and high and and then you know all sorts of bad things ensue <laughs> and to be reminded later on. Um oh my goodness, it's just John Cena though. Whoa. <laughs> Never seen him in this kind of comedy before. So that's interesting. Um yeah, like I I want to watch it, but I know that there's going to be some crude and cringy jokes in it that I am not going to be able to appreciate. (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah, I mean, I just want to see how much John Cena takes this role. (laughs) Because it's just like, on such another level. I've never seen him do anything like this before. So. And just. His smile is so infectious. You see him smile like so. Like ear to ear type of cheesy grin. And
0: it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the poster? No. <laughs> Look at the poster on the IMDB page. And it. And John Cena is flashing that hilarious smile.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
2: That smile. He's like, hey. (laughs) (laughs) It's me. (laughs) Uh, Oh, man. Yeah. It it looks it looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. I just feel like there's gonna be so much crude and cringy humor in it that I'm just not gonna like. Um so I'm probably not gonna watch this one. I'll wait for the highlights. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: Julia, the highlights.
2: Oh yes, the very highlights. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mike, what did you think of this trailer? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't want that.
1: Crude.
0: I didn't want
1: that at all. <laughs> so anyway, um when the, the, when I saw the sort of um the title for this, it I thought it was going to be like like one of those like well, the voc- vocation movies, and it definitely had that sort of feel. You know, the sort of, sort of Christmas vacation and and Vegas vacation and all that. And this is Vacation Friends. It sort of had the so- same sort of font as well. And I thought thought ah oh, is is this the vacation and 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 it's not actually. I was just looking at it, no just looking it up. And I thought oh okay, so yeah. Oh, well. Don't know where to go from this. (laughs) (laughs) I think I just bummed out the room, did I?
0: No, 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 no. There is one thing you could say.
1: What's that? When are we going to watch it? Or half of us?
0: Yeah. Yeah. or Maybe not any of us. Uh, Vacation Friends um, doesn't have an Australian release date just yet. But it will be available, um, if you're in the US, on the 27th of August on Hulu. Um, so maybe for us, it'll either be a Foxtel or a Disney Plus hmm. uh, star release down here. Um, but yeah, we'll see.
1: Depends who's distributing Hopefully it's it. Hopefully yeah.
0: Yes, it does. Yes, very true. Very true. All right, let's roll on out of the trailer park. Enough of that because we've got some pretty awesome things to talk about as we have a quickie review.
1: Quickie review.
0: So, uh, on Friday, the first five episodes of Masters of the Universe Revelation dropped on Netflix, Um, and all of us here on the podcast are big fans of uh, the creator, the showrunner of that, Kevin Smith, um, and um, and particularly one of the co-writers on the show, Mark Bernardin, uh, as they co-host Fat Man Beyond, which is uh, one of our favourite podcasts we like to listen to because they're awesome. And quote and, um,
1: constantly.
0: And quote and reference constantly, once a week at least. Um, Jeff's kiss, anyone. So... <laughs> uh, yes so I that was the main reason honestly for me wanting to watch this show because I have no connection to the source material at all I've never engaged with He-Man or the Masters Universe in any way except for that meme with the four non-blonde song um, that is it and just like the memes of Skeletor really oh, Yeah, um, <laughs> like that's just that's kind of all been my only exposure. So I watched a couple of videos going into this uh, to kind of see, like, what do I need to know? And it just kind of gave me a, a brief kind of rundown of just the world of Eternia um, and who the characters are, and and um, kind of what the show back in the day was like. Because this is a spir- This show is a spiritual sequel to the nineteen eighties um, cartoon He Man and the Masters of the Universe. Um, Now, before I throw to you guys for your thoughts, I just want to say I really liked this a lot. I thought this was freaking awesome and I am pissed off at all of the fans, the stupid hardcore dude bro He-Man fans that are review bombing this online (laughs) because damn... It's got like fucking ninety four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and the audience score is like thirty one percent because people are just logging in and saying it was shit because it's a Teela story and not a He Man story, which is just just shut the fuck up. Um,
1: (laughs) It's God forbid they. It's kind of like do something uh, different with the ratings. Don't really matter compared to a, <laughs> a, um, an internet website that can be very easily manipulated.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so don't don't listen to the um, review bombing scores. The critics are right, uh, in my opinion. This show is fucking awesome, and I loved it. I've seen all five episodes. Mike has seen all five episodes. Sadly, Folia, not yet, um, but that will change very soon. The so Folia's seen the first two, two episodes. So we're gonna f- kind of do a a little quickie review, fo- like s- focusing sort of on the first couple episodes. I think. Um, I I just really also need to say that I loved the first episode. That pilot was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was it was great. It was really good. Um, yeah, I love I love everything about this. Like the animation is style is so cool, um, and the the m- fucking music, like you know. When you've got Bear McCreary doing your score, you're you're in for a for an oral spectacle. Uh, mm-hmm. and he he definitely delivers. And um and then all of the voice actors are just wonderful in all their respective roles. Um and yeah, the story's great. I love the story. I think it's awesome. Like the fact that it's kind of this like it felt like you know that feeling when you're watching a show? Um you know, that you like or you're into or, or whatever. And you you get that feeling when you're sitting down to watch the finale or like you're watching the last episode of the of the season or the, the whole thing. This, this whole series so far, especially in this first episode, had a finale vibe to it. And I think Revelation is, I think, sort of a bookend sequel. Like I think, I don't know if they're making any more beyond, like I know there's going to be a part two, obviously, but I don't know if they're making any more beyond that. Um, I guess we'll wait to see what Kevin says on the podcast. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I got this big, like epic finale feel about it. Cause it was just so hectic and, and twists and turns everywhere. I, I loved it. Um, Fulia, what did you think? What did you enjoy Masters of the Universe Revelation?
2: I, I really did. It, it does give you as a, as a newbie to the series itself, it's, it, really sort of like Kevin said, it it at least gives you an idea of what the characters are or who they are and what their actual roles are in this story is. And, you know, just seeing, you know, the battle scenes, the, just the, just the magic of it all is, it was really awesome. I loved it. Um, I definitely want to keep watching this and uh my goodness like i don't know what the fans are complaining about it's fine
3: you'm
2: yeah fans. Uh, i I've, <laughs> I've never i've as i've said I'm a newbie to to the he man universe i this is I've never seen the original series um like you, Kendall, I know of Skeletor through memes and, <laughs> <laughs> and just you know just random pictures here and there, um, f- and you know random clips from the from the from the show as well. And the one other thing I will mention is um, the toys that made our series on Netflix also talk about the the He-Man toys that were produced in during that time. Um, so that's kind of the, I've got like a little bit of knowledge about it, but not a whole lot about it. Um, but yeah, the first episode was just, it was awesome getting to hear Mike, ha- Mark Hamill playing Skeletor, which was so cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, and just, it was great. And I love the animation style too. It's, it, it's almost similar to the original. I think, yeah. I mean, apart from the fact that today's technology is a little bit better than what it was back then. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> and and also the order of uh, preparation as well. Like they did like little tricks of trying to cut down on costs as like doing, th- doing like the same shot over and over and over just with a different background. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they upscaled for that one.
0: Mm. Yes they definitely did nice Mike what, what did you what did you think of it um you you have a good time watching it
1: yeah it was all right um <laughs> <laughs> that's code for saying I actually enjoyed it um yeah yes. I really did enjoy, enjoy this like I went into it like the same like the same as you two um uh, not knowing anything about about like the bat back, backstory. I just knew it was just okay, this is the bad guys, this is the good guys, they go and fight, 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 fight. And and that was basically it. It's like uh, maybe this week uh Skeletor will win. We don't know. <laughs> is there stakes? Definitely in this series because, because of because, you know, it's a it's a new chapter and it's definitely made with love. And I actually quite like this sort of um um fans it's sort of their ta- take on where he-man would be like at this present time like considering where we are as uh, as uh, as a viewing audience of like everything that has come past present and futures like we we've we've beyond like the, the realms of like the golden age of television like we we know what we should expect from our heroes and our antiheroes, and and it's not all it's not all cut and dry like black and white. It's 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 mixtures of grey, uh, and I really enjoy the sort of storytelling they're actually doing, especially with like like a TV show like He Man, where the toys were invented before the actual story. So
0: yeah, yeah.
1: So I, I'm. I actually really had a big kick, kick out of this because because I, I like the first episode where if you're like novices like us, it's sort of like a crash course of what these characters are like individual characters and, and what they and, and where they are in the world, and it, and something happens, and then and then you can see the sort of world that they've built and it's sort of changed because because of a particular event and you can sort of see the sort of power vacuum uh within this story and wh- where each character is sort of go- going into and yeah i i really like the sort of storytelling that you can actually take an ip such as this like didn't really have much to expand upon that they actually bring more more to it and more nuance and 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 different things like uh, like like the certain characters and their journey, and yeah, I really enjoy it. And also a tidbit that I actually quite like because I actually saw the um, uh, a sort of like a, an after show that they did on Netflix uh, where they were t- talking about like the first chunk of He Man, and they're going to say stay tuned for the next chunk. And also that um, the the guy who does the voice for Moss Man. Uh, is actually the same guy who does the original voice for Skeletor, uh, Alan Oppenheimer. So they brought back uh, Oppenheimer just for that particular role because, you know, you you got particular fans going, what, you're not going to have that guy? He's he's, he's the Skeletor. It's like, well, the story that they're having, you can't really have the evil guy going, (laughs) meh, meh, can't do it, no, meh, meh it just wouldn't match and <laughs> and of course you've got mark hamill doing Skeletor, which is pretty cool but they uh it's kind of cool that they get like the old guard back so they can do like do like wouldn't say a cameo but they would do something uh saying that there's no blood that they don't cut off. It's like no, that's them. This is us. But we're sort of embracing everything, including the fandom, and inclu- including new new audiences, and and including like the maybe maybe the fans that don't really like it. It's like well, well, have you watched it? No, maybe you should watch it, and maybe learn a thing or two about about um you know intergenerational like audiences as as well it's sort of like any, any sort of fandom that you have like um uh, quintessentially me being a whovian i used to watch like the original doctor who on vhs when it did, it wasn't around and then 2005 came along and then the new doctor who came out and then you can see Sort of the changing of the guard, as it were, with, with fandoms going. Oh, we're sort of embracing this new stuff, and you can sort of see what's happening now. Like it, now, the new the new guard is now turning into the old guard. It's like, oh, why can't they do this? It's like, well, you know, Doctor Who needs to change It needs to adapt It needs to grow, and it, it can't be this. It need, it can't be in this particular bubble. It needs to expand and do different. Different stories, and that's what uh, He Man is doing right, right here. And I'm really looking forward mm. to to the to the next five, considering what happens at the end of five.
0: Ugh. Oh my god! I literally, I know, no, I'm not spoiling it for you, but. <laughs> My God, I literally gasped. Like, my jaw dropped. I was like, what the fuck am I watching? I can't believe this is this good. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it was great. It was great. Yeah, it was awesome. And I got emotional. There's certain things happen in episode... Either three or four and five. Stuff fully hasn't seen. There's there's some emotional... I got emotional. Uh, (laughs) There were some feelings. Um, yeah cool.
1: I think props to them that they try and get a character to uh didn't really have much love in the original series, but they sort of mm made it so they said you know what well, every every character uh has their own journey and so and so they sort of, sort of say, Okay, you know this character was a bit of a joke, but this is our this is our telling. T- telling of the story of this particular uh, character. Yeah. Now I'm in the sort of spoiler yeah. territories for for Fulia, so. <laughs> I think you enjoy. It it's kind
0: of like, yeah, Fulia's gonna love the rest of it. Um, it's kind of making me feel of like you know, similar to Cobra Kai in the fact that it's taken this '80s thing and turned it into something kind of incredible. Um, you know. Like just really improving upon the source material yeah. and stuff, and I, I love the fact that like because the vibe I got out of the He-Man like background stuff that I watched before I watched Masters was like that it's kind of like a, a very episodic show, a one and done monster of the week formula sort of thing, where Skeletor may or may not try to take Castle Grey Um again, and, you know, they'll, and there'll be a there'll be a moral lesson to learn and take away at the end of the day and lots of cheesy dialogue and stuff. So it's kind of just seems like that they've taken that foundation and gone. Let's make it episodic, but also let's put a story through this thing. Let's put a plot through this thing. Let's, let's develop these characters. And, um, it's just, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. I'm very happy with it. So, yeah. All right. That, 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 that shall do it. I think for our our little
1: quickie review Yeah, before we spoil it, um, <laughs> Before we spoil
0: it. Um, and if, I'm I'm giving it a 5 out of 5. I don't know about you all, but I'm giving it a 5. It's only, out only five.
1: halfway done. You can't score it now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they get one one star per episode. Uh.
1: <laughs> so by the end, it's, a, it's just going to be 5 out of 10. So at the moment. No. So at the moment it's 5 out of 10. So you say...
0: Yes, at the moment it's 5 out of 10. You're like, you're like one of
1: those so-called fans that sort of... Sort, sort no. of bon- oh. No. 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 <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> All right. That'll do it for that because we've got one more segment to talk about, to do, because it's that time, it's that place, it's that part of the show that we like to call... Popcorn
2: culture. <laughs>
0: pop, popcorn. Pop it, pop it, pop it, pop Um, popcorn
1: culture.
0: Pop it <laughs> <laughs> Um, popcorn culture. It's popcorn culture time. Cool. So, um, this week, uh, with no. New Loki episode because it's done. And I'm still very sad about the fact that it's done. I have to wait now for season two, but that's all right. The wait will be worth it. (laughs) To tie us over in the interim while we wait, um, we got um, the third episode in the series of Marvel Studios Assembled on Wednesday. Um, This episode, of course, focused all on the making of Loki, um, and it was this wonderful one hour, uh, behind the scenes glimpse into how those six episodes were put together. Uh, and so we're gonna, we're gonna get to talk, we're gonna talk about that and kind of share our thoughts and, uh, maybe our favorite, favorite moments from it or any kind of cool little tidbits and, and stuff that we learnt um, while we were watching, um, yeah. Yeah. Fulia, I'm just going to I'm going to start with you because um, I want to I just want to unless unless I should start. Do you want me to start? All yeah. right. I'll start. I'll start. I'll start. I'm just really excited to hear your thoughts about it because I know you love these behind the scenes shows. Um, So forgive me for being excited. It's OK. Um, OK. All right. I'll start. I'll start. I'll start. So, um, yeah, no, I really love this. And I said this to Folia off-air. Um, I really like the fact that um, this kind of felt more... There's something special, more special, I suppose, about this than the previous two assembled episodes that did WandaVision and Falcon Winter Soldier because this one had Tom Hiddleston narrating it, <laughs> which is enough to just end me really cuz he's just oh my god um very 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 eloquent and very uh beautiful Beautiful voice um, of his, just yeah, was uh, when when that when it opened and he started talking, I was like, oh, he's narrating it! Oh my god! <laughs> like I was, I was losing it. I was like, yes, I'm. I was not expecting this, and I'm so here for it. I'm very happy.
1: And by the end um, of it, you turned into a puddle of goo. A yeah. puddle
0: of mushy, mushy goo, swooning goo. That was me. Um, so no, I knew. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew I knew from that from that moment we were in for something a bit different because yeah like that kind of helped to kind of give it this documentary featurette hybrid sort of vibe for me like in just the way um, just the, the just the different bits of narration that Tom does throughout it like he's not narrating the entire thing but you know there's like four or five moments where he'll chime in and say something really profound. Uh, (laughs) to do with Loki and to do with its themes that it explores um, with time and love and, and just, and, you know, strength of character and all this stuff and journeys and everything. And it's just, yeah, I just, I really loved the way that they decided to mix it up and have that as sort of a frame for the whole thing. Um, And then just kind of just to see behind the scenes footage as well, because one of the other things that i've been taking away recently um is just the fact that this gives the fact that the show exists gives me another excuse to really remind myself of just how obviously passionate tom hiddleston is about this character <laughs> and about about the show and just about marvel in general like and like i don't know he just he just brings a passion to this stuff um, that you don't really see with every single actor that's involved. Like every actor is obviously very, you know, very happy to be there and very committed and very, you know, talented and stuff. But for some reason, just the way Tom gets excited about certain things and just the way he talks about, the process and the way he talks about, you know, aspects of Loki's character and Loki's journey through the films to the series now, and and just yeah, I don't know, it just all it just grabs me how, yeah, just how how much he just loves this stuff and 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 the fact that it like someone, someone like him is putting in this work, and we re- and what we're getting out of it and how good that is, like it's just as a fan, I feel like it makes you feel even more safe and secure. I think about what they're doing when you have someone like Tom who is just so involved and so like, right. we you know, just let's go, let's do this. I'm, you know, I'm here, I'm doing this, blah, blah, blah. Um, cause that also kind of helped to heighten. Cause it sounded like, like he was just, everyone was just kind of like elevated by what he was doing and the vibes that he was bringing. Um, like yeah, I don't know if I'm mixing my other knowledge in with the what what's in this uh, one hour episode because I've been consuming a lot of Loki related information in the last six weeks so um, six seven weeks but yeah but no I just really loved I love I feel so happy and lucky to be a fan of this stuff because it's just yeah the people that work on this and that's why I like these specials that they've done with one division with Falcon a Soldier now with Loki just to see see the the people at work and not just the actors, but you know, the directors, the, the, the writers, like it was really cool to hear the writer's perspectives as well throughout this thing and their take on, on, on the material. Um, I didn't realize Michael Waldron was that young. He feels like he's older for some reason, but like he's in like his thirties or whatever, or like twenties, thirties, like he's a young dude. Um, but that was cool. Um, yeah, there's just so so much great stuff going on in this. um, Fulia, um do you want to do you want to chime in with your some of your your thoughts and feelings about this? What did you What did you love about this this special?
2: Uh, I have to agree about the Tom Hiddleston narration. That was something special. <laughs> it was.
0: It was. It was so nice. It was so nice. Oh God! It's not fair.
2: He's Let's give perfect. her a moment. <laughs>
0: Sorry. Sorry. Oh, just, oh, I love him. He's just perfect. Anyway, go on for you. (laughs) Practically. Uh, It was a nice, it was also a nice. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yes. It was also a nice little change of pace in terms of these type of, um, you know, behind the scenes documentary type stuff. Uh, Just being able to hear a bit of a story happening even if it is just behind-the-scenes sort of footage. Um, and then, you know, seeing how certain, um, you know, visual effects are put together, the way that actors have to act with things that aren't really there, um, you know, especially Miss Minutes, um, which was really interesting because they gave them this orange light thing, like prop, Um to give the glow effect at least physically when they're filming it, but then when they go back to editing Miss Minutes, you know, it's it's so cool. It's amazing how they, you know, add these extra visual effects in um, whilst also adding in um, the real-life effects so that it sort of works together. Um, The just... I think I read this somewhere. Either it was some somewhere on my Facebook feed, most likely, that uh, Tom Hiddleston will forever play Loki as much as he's given the role. If he's given the opportunity yeah. to continue yeah. playing the role of Loki, he will play it because he loves it that much. Yeah, I think um, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, the... The, the fact that they also showed us the footage of that time at San Diego Comic-Con where he was actually dressed as Loki, um, as a, I'm, I'm assuming for a promotional gig for the Avengers film. Can, um, I,
0: can I tell you what it was? Yes, yes. Cause I I know so yes okay so this is this is San Diego Comic Con 2013 yes. yes um that was the year Thor the Dark World came out so yes so there we go there we was, go yeah it was promoting Thor the Dark World Thor the yes. Dark
2: World yes
0: yeah and didn't work uh, did it that <laughs> hey 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 if anything it, it it added to the proof that Loki is the best thing about that movie yeah
1: <laughs> or he's dead. <laughs> that
0: wasn't actually a death (laughs) anyway say that to the Um, test audience (laughs) yes thank you that test audience i want to marry all of them (laughs) thank god
2: um that year when that actually happened i actually like i didn't watch it live but i like i think it was like the following day or like an hour or two later when after it happened i saw it pop up on social media and i was and i watched it and i was just like oh my gosh that is awesome um i kind of i can't imagine what the fans would have been like in that room specifically in hall apparently it was
0: insane yeah it was yeah it went crazy i've listened to a few interviews with tom talking about it and just how mental it was, but like, yeah. he had, he had command of that whole room. Oh and there's yeah. Like, there's like 5,000 people in there and it's, they're all saying his name in unison. You can hear a pin drop in there when he's not talking, they're hanging on. his like, oh, it's just, except there's a one, there's one part. And, and I don't know if you guys remember, but there's this one part where <laughs> and I love this. Apparently some guy in the crowd yelled out my wife loves you and it was the only time that tom broke because <laughs> he heard this guy say that um so you see him like crack a smile and it's a tom smile not a loki smile fucking unprofessional and then and then, and then <laughs> <laughs> but then at comic-con in it was like twenty twenty fifteen 2015 or 2016 one of those years tom was there um the same guy was in whole H and he yelled it out again. he's like, my wife still loves you. And you you see, you see Tom reacting. Oh, it was great. I just wanted to mention that. Yeah. Go on Fulia. Sorry. Um, Go on.
2: No, that's fine. Like, I don't know what else I could really mention. Just the fact that this, I love watching these type of behind the scenes type of, you know, docos and special features that you get on your Blu-rays and DVDs. And I'm kind of glad that, Disney's doing that as at the moment with their streaming service um, on Disney Plus, where you can actually yeah. go to the film that you've watched, and if they have the tab that says extras, you can actually go through it and see behind the scenes stuff, which is really mm-hmm. awesome. Um, but in this instance, I I'm just I'm always in awe of how they yeah. make these these shows or these movies, and it, it's just amazing.
0: Well can I ask you the one thing I, I made me think of you when I was watching it was there's a part where they're they're showing us the lamentus set like the shuru set when they do that one that one take yeah, action yeah. thing like what did you think about learning like all that stuff, like how they make, they were able to do these cuts but hide them in there, similar yeah. to how they did 1917. Sort of yeah, thing. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um
2: it was really interesting. That set, by the way, was amazing. It was
0: great. So I love cool. that set. Yeah. I love that set. Oh my set.
2: gosh. Like the whole yeah. blue light type of scenery. It's just so. The graffiti cool. and everything. Yeah, the, and the, the, like the the glow in the glow the dark paint and is like, oh, awesome. Um yeah. I I really enjoyed that sort of aspect of behind the scenes, the way they actually film them, um, especially if they're doing things that are supposed to look like a one take sort of a shot. Um, and then you kind of see how it's being done um, in, in, this, in this episode. And it's, it's really cool. And you, you really, really cannot tell where the seam is for where they actually cut and continue the next whatever the shot shot is and it's yeah, it's, it's awesome. Seamless. I yeah. I love it. I love it.
0: <laughs> Good. Yay. Yay. All right, Michael, what what um did you enjoy watching this this behind the scenes episode of Loki?
1: Is it really an episode? Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah. It doesn't
0: count and no, though Loki's died, it doesn't count.
1: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> an extra bonus, Loki death. Uh, I was hoping, but you know. You can't have everything. <laughs> What's that stone song? You can't always get what you want.
0: What you want. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, yeah, I I didn't notice that. This was on until probably the Friday, and I thought like, anything else I watched? I was like, oh yeah, they, they they do that, don't they? So I, I, I switched it on, and wow, um, I was actually wow, <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I was actually quite surprised that this is yeah, it's probably my my favorite assemble um, episode because yeah with the with uh, Tom Hiddleston doing his uh, his narration and he you can really tell speaking as a fellow artist you can definitely tell that he's really really enjoying during what he's doing and and that definitely reflects on uh the Loki series and how it's sort of really as you said it's really infectious and how uh, other people were sort sort of tackling this sort of um, TV show, and you can tell that this is so, something special that Marvel actually has, and it's and it's kind of great that this is the t- TV show that sort of changed Marvel forever, <laughs> especially for the fourth fourth um uh, the fourth phase phase. Yeah, I was going to say iteration iteration, but it's not right. Uh, but but yeah, and he, he and Tom saying he, he will play Loki until uh, until he is basically kicked out or even dragged out of the the Marvel Studios. It's like no more. It's like no, this is mine, my, my character. <laughs> and I really, it, there's, it's very rare for an actor to say, okay, this character is mine, and I'm going to play him because it's so much fun. Uh, audience still lo- loves this character and it's it's sort of like that relationship that you have with fans and, uh, and with a particular IP and it's sort of a good mesh probably the only only one that I can think of is probably uh, Christopher Lloyd playing Doc Brown like he yeah he he will not pass up a a chance to be doc brown even if it's for an ad or anything like that it, 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 even in um uh, uh a 1000 ways to die in the west
0: die in the west yeah i love that joke it's, prob- it's so probably good. the
1: only thing i actually enjoy in that in that movie
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: of for some reason doc brown just just pops up out of nowhere It's <laughs> like yeah <laughs> and I good, and I really enjoy that. So, so yeah. If you, if um if there's a character that you love playing, um, go for it. I mean, what's there's no really harm to it. I mean, if you enjoy it, and it looks like Tom is probably going to be playing Loki forever. Mm. More Loki content. More, <laughs> <laughs> more. But give it to me. Yeah, but yeah. But it is enjoyable just seeing an actor just enjoying his work, and and it definitely reflects in, in this TV show, and especially in the making of <laughs> something in the making of. It's like this this big, it's like this big bubble of joy, uh, of him, and especially he he has a lot of input in what Loki does as a as a ca- character, and. There's not really much you can do because pretty much Loki, uh, his character is finished in the MCU, and now they're sort of enjoying the sort of take that they're actually taking Loki pretty much out of the timeline, and he can do whatever he whatever he wants. Like that's why I was sort of worried about the ending of Loki. It's like, well, what can you do with Loki? He can't really go back. And he can't really he can really do much much within the MCU, maybe as like little projects like the What If series, and he's going to be in that. Like, there's not really much he can do. And I don't know if I mean they did bring him back from the dead in Thor: The Dark World. Maybe they'll bring him <laughs> yeah. bring him back somehow. <laughs> And of course, Loki Loki season two is going to come out next year. Maybe I don't know. Um, Hopefully. And what else? Um, I really enjoy how they sort of set up this series. What was I going to say? I'm, I'm trying trying to remember. I, I really enjoy the TBA and how they sort sort of set that up of how how it. It sort of has its own aesthetic, and not necessarily anything that we have seen in the MCU. Uh, Yeah,
2: it's like a lot of a lot of the designs are based on roundness around the clock. Mm. The you know the the fact that time goes round in a circle. Yeah,
1: it's all around us. You can see past, present, and future. And like I said last week, last week. We we being three dimensional beings can only see in two D a straight line, uh, and for a four D four D um character like like uh King, uh can see can, can see everything in once he can see in three D, and and uh, yeah and it it definitely has something familiar and something unique at the same time, uh because because we, we've all had that sort of office we had to go into those sort of office jobs. Of of it being <laughs> it be being either Centrelink or 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 our American American uh, listeners uh, the the DMV imagine the DMV yes. in charge <laughs> in charge of your life
0: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> yeah I'm I'm not really much I'm trying to think something else to say about this I re- I just really enjoy enjoy the sort of the sort of um, Celebration of this particular time in MCU history, and how it's it's behind the curtain. It's the it's the mad old man behind the curtain of, of mm. what's what's going to happen and what will happen and and what has happened because it's past, present, and future.
0: Mm. Yes, yeah, very true. Um, yeah, I am. Um well uh, one one moment that I really loved. Um, there is like there's the the whole the whole thing like any time like Tom and Owen were together <laughs> on screen, just interacting with each other, whether as Loki and Mobius or themselves, was amusing and I particularly enjoyed when they were discussing Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> um I- <laughs> That was an interesting
2: and little fun fact
0: that was great, and then Owen just starts quoting from two gentlemen in Verona and like you just see Tom's face like like because Tom is like, I mean, you guys know, but Tommyddleton is like a massive Shakespeare nerd, um like loves him to pieces, loves every bit of Shakespeare and, and he's done played Shakespeare theatre, yeah yes, yeah, he's done many different Shakespeare plays over the years, and he has been directed uh, by Kenneth
1: wa- Brenner, not just. In the first movie, but in in Shakespeare plays as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yes, absolutely, yes. And, yeah, Hamlet most recently, and I loved how that got brought up in the show and then, like, Owen's regaling that conversation they had about it and... I love when he's like, it must just be that English politeness because then Tom says, have you ever played Hamlet? <laughs> and then I loved Owen's reaction. Like he felt genuinely really like like pleased and like honoured that Tom would say that to him. And like, because like he's like, I couldn't imagine Ben Stiller going, I wonder if Owen's ever played Hamlet. <laughs> I just, I thought that was so funny. Yeah. So funny, um, yeah, yeah. More, more banter from the two of them, please. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, the only thing that's missing from my life now is bloopers. I want bloopers. Yes, from this series. Mm. We need I want the bloopers, bloopers from all from Give all the Marvel outtakes. shows. I need the outtakes. <laughs> thank you very much. Um, that would be that would be wonderful. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't really know what else uh, else to say either. I think I've pretty much said everything that I really. I really enjoyed it. like i just loved the whole thing it was just wonderful yeah i
1: kind of like the sort of banter that they have with owen and and tom you can definitely see the sort of different acting styles <laughs> between between them and especially um for british actors and uh, and american actors i mean if you're a Br- british actor like learning the craft of course you're going to do like a shitload of shakespeare <laughs> cuz you know hmm it's in their it's in their blood absolutely and i'm only speaking mm. for like what i learned like way back when when i when i was studying to be an actor didn't really work out did it but we sort of had had that sort of um it's sort of like a mesh between Amer- american style um uh, acting and a british style acting like as australian we sort of had different Different sort of um, connect, uh, different sort of styles, like going going at each other, like w- like uh, uh one one semester we do we do a shitload of Shakespeare, and the other one we have to learn how to do an American accent because you know one day you might go over to America and play play an American, because that's what we're only good for. <laughs> it, Unfortunately, yeah, it's very rare for an Australian. Actor to go over to LA and actually speak in an Australian accent.
0: Australian you, accent. You yeah. notice
1: that?
0: <laughs> yeah, I notice that. And then they get Americans to play us very badly.
1: Ah, well, I wouldn't um, say. That. I, I find uh, <laughs> I find it, I find it extra funny when American when Americans say you can do an American accent pretty well. It's like, well, it is fucking everywhere. <laughs>
0: it's not hard. It's not. Not
1: hard. Yeah, it's not that hard. <laughs> oh jeez! Remember <laughs> New Jersey?
2: No, no.
1: <laughs> of course I'm doing uh, on behalf got, on
2: behalf of my American friends.
1: Please don't leave me. <laughs> they're from America, and they're all from Jersey.
2: No, no, not, not.
1: <laughs> well, I could do the sort of lazy thing, and everyone sounds southern. That's that's more what I would do. I go
2: very southern if I try to do an American accent. <laughs> and it's terrible. Well, that's
0: that's what <laughs> happens every time I watch True Blood, I just start sounding like I'm from Louisiana.
1: Louisiana.
0: <laughs> Louisiana, Nolans.
1: Hey Ma! Ma, get off the dang roof. You hurt yourself. <laughs>
0: hello to all our american listeners yes Um, we love you (laughs) sir please keep listening sir you're trespassing (laughs) on
1: my dirt farm
0: get off my dirt farm. get off my dirt
1: farm (laughs) oh jeez get her done all right
0: get her done all right that might do it i think let's 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 wrap it up before it goes all the way off the rails um Yep. So those are our our takeaways, our thoughts, our, our favorite things about Marvel Studios assembled. Loki. It's on Disney Plus now. Go check it out. Uh, it's a hundred percent worth your time. Uh, it's just it's just wonderful.
1: I also remembered they actually do reference uh, Jonathan Majors' character as Kang.
0: Yes, they do. Tom, it, Tom, even Tom says Kang in it. Yeah, mm. they refer to him as Kang, even though he's also he who remains. Confirmation. Yeah, so that pretty cool.
1: Confirmation. Yes.
0: Confirmation. Yeah, and then the fact that like Tom also said like he came in, like that whole thing was done in a week or something.
1: Yeah, like the like last said, week of filming.
0: The last week of filming was when they did the last episode, and I I loved how uh the director Kate Heron talked about how um like episode 5 was there was the the atypical uh, MCU third act big big spectacle <laughs> big big CGI last, bullshit she, she, <laughs> big big CGI bullshit she like made a point to go out of her way and have the last episode be this conversation between three people and three char- like three characters Mitch, and i, I love, love yeah so good so good I'm so glad that she did that and Marvel and Kevin Feige were on board with that Um, but the fact that that was completely her intent I thought was spectacular and one little aside I want to mention before we wrap up Um, this wasn't mentioned in the special but did you guys see Kate said in an interview that apparently the void was inspired by the Teletubbies are you kidding (laughs) (laughs) no so she she um i'll find the article because it's very funny um but basically the like how she pictured the landscape Uh, of the void was sort of like these rolling hills yeah like the countryside and it made her it reminded her about the um the telly tubbies
1: oh my goodness Um, yeah i can see it now like yeah, yeah. in the yeah. special they so say it looks like England and
0: Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> she says she she brought she brought England to the MCU Fucking dark and to, gloomy. The, to the void. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she go, So she says in this, this interview this week, she said, I haven't spoken about this yet, but the Teletubbies reference, it was episode five. I wanted the void to feel like a kind of overgrown garden because it's like this forgotten place. Essentially, I had pitched the British countryside because it looks a lot like that. But I remember talking to ILM, Industrial and Magic, um, who we were making the effects with. And they were like, well, what are you thinking? Um, I just couldn't think and I was just like oh my god you know what it is it's like the Tubbies. it's like rolling hills of dystopia that's what we're going for but it's not sunny <laughs> no it's got this sight. kind of mist and that's how the Tubbies got into the show luckily they went with it
1: <laughs> um, oh and those <laughs> bird fucking things are the rabbits that keep on bouncing around everywhere
0: yeah. <laughs> I watch a lot of Sally dub-
1: Tubbies of course.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty pretty fantastic. Pretty fantastic. Anyway. Oh my
1: god, and there's um, four Loki's.
0: Yeah. <laughs> man, wow. Loki
1: five uh both four Loki. Five technically. Well, five.
0: Yeah, get well, it. I'm not I'm
1: not counting um uh Tom Hiddleston.
0: Oh, okay. So you're just saying so? classic uh, kid, boastful and gamer. gator.
1: Yeah. And there's four, and there's four, four Teletubbies.
0: Four Teletubbies. And <laughs> they live in no, a no. hole. <laughs> they do. They do. <laughs> and Elias is the baby-faced son. I don't know. No, that's Yeah. I don't know. That's, yeah. Yeah, I guess.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A baby Conspiracy face confirmed. son that wants to <laughs> eat you. Mm.
0: He wants to eat you. Oh, All righty, that's gonna do it. and culture done for another week. Um, hope you guys enjoyed that chat. I know I did. Um, which means now, before we wrap on wrap on up this show, we have to plug some stuff for you guys to check out. Starting with my usual uh, non-scripted rambling series. Um, on YouTube, all my deep dives into Loki, every single episode are all up on the YouTube channel right now. Um, as well as my most recent reaction video to the Deadpool and Korg, um, uh, reaction video to Free Guy. Uh, that is up. Please go check it out. Um, getting a lot of positive feedback for that one, um, which is really nice. Very, very happy with that. So thank you to everyone who's watched. Um, Much appreciated Fulia, you've got something cool to mention Yes, so uh,
2: We've got a new episode of the monthly Coming out this week So stay tuned For Yay! that episode coming Out, it'll be out on Wednesday, Australian Eastern Standard Time Uh. So yeah Hopefully you'll enjoy that one
0: Yes I'm sure <laughs> They will, Mike. You want to mention anything?
1: Yep, uh, I got my Rick and Morty's, um, uh, one to four, uh, uh, maybe five and six, may maybe in the same week. I don't know. We'll see. See what happens. Maybe on the same day. Who knows?
3: Who, Who knows, knows what will happen?
1: Time <laughs> is an illusion. Nice. Lunch time, doubly <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes okay well watch this space avid listeners watch this space alright that'll do it for this week and, and that, that was a podcast, podcast called Fred, Fred. Wee! remember remember to follow us on Facebook Instagram and Twitter for the latest Fred content
1: if you like to listen to Fred the Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts.
2: If you like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head over to youtube.com forward slash Fred the Alien Productions.
0: Yeah. I've been a Kendall Richardson.
1: I've been a Folia Cantar And I've been Tinky Winky, Dipsy, Lala, and Poe. <laughs> and I've been punished by. Daddy, oh, no. Margalissa, <laughs>
3: <laughs> and,
0: and you just experienced a, a podcast, podcast, podcast called Fred, Fred. Whee! yay! Episode 75 Remember to eat your beef. Remember to just rate and review general.
2: us. Yes, that too. Well. Please, please give us leave some reviews, a review. feedback. Yes. Do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it.
1: And Loki dies over <laughs> and over and over again.
0: Uh, yeah. Yep. Thanks for listening, everyone. Big thank you, thank you, thank you. Now.